So our speaker tonight is uh, Greg Boudreau. Greg Boudreau comes from Covington, Louisiana. Anybody from Covington here tonight? Whew. All right. Um, in 2012, about seven years ago, he married his high school sweetheart named Lizzie. Aw. They have two beautiful children, Molly and Louis. Three fun facts about Greg. His favorite meal is coffee. His family invented Cheetos. And the first CD he ever bought was the Dixie Chicks. She needs wide open spaces. Room to make her big mistakes. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Both he, and, both he and Lizzie work together as songwriters for various settings, including their duo, Greg and Lizzie, a musical called The Garden and The Vigil Project. Greg is the co-director of The Vigil Project, and it's a nonprofit community of artists that exists to create music for the Catholic journey of prayer. And you can learn more about The Vigil Project by going to their website, thevigilproject.com, vigilproject.com. So uh, let's give a warm welcome to Greg Boudreaux. As Scott was introducing me just now, I was like, why did I share those facts about myself? <laughs> um, but yes, we did invent Cheetos, just in case you're wondering, that's true. Um, but yeah, my name is Greg. It's a joy to be here with you tonight. Um, I had the great privilege, actually, last week of being with a few from your, uh, from your community here. So Kat and uh, Michaelin and Nick and Mark were actually all with us last week for a retreat that we had in Nashville uh, for musicians, and so it's good to be back. Thanks for coming tonight. Wait, just by show of hands, who, who's been to an encounter before? Just so I can see, kind of awesome. And who has not been to an encounter before? Okay, awesome. I've only been to one, so this is, uh, it's good to be back with you. Um, and Scott actually just kind of gave the talk, so we can just start worship now, if you want. So y'all have a good night. Um, no, but it is a... A joy to be here with you, and, to, and I want to talk a little bit more about what Encounter is. So I had the, I had the gift of, of going to South Africa several years back, and I uh, was doing some work down there, and uh, it was this incredible experience, and, and part of what we did on one of the days off is we went on a safari. Has any, anyone been to South Africa before? Awesome. So if you've got, gotten to go on these safaris, it's just amazing to encounter wildlife in their natural habitat, like lions and zebras and rhinoceroses and dinosaurs and everything else that lives down there. Um, and it was just this incredible experience. And one of the things that, that they had, it was like, uh, it was like a lion encounter. <laughs> and, uh, and so I was like, I'm going to do it. And so it was not a, a large lion. Those things are insanely big. But it was a, a very small lion. It was, about, like, it was like medium Simba, you know, like when he's on the log, crossing the log over the river and he's growing. It was like when he's like medium. So... It was like medium Simba, and, and like I, I go in the pen with the lion, and like I, I got like really nervous and scared all of a sudden, and I've learned over the years that I'm, I'm like a fight, not a flight person, and it was on full display in this encounter with the lion, because what ended up happening, I don't exactly know how it happened, but the lion like wanted to play with me, and I was like, oh, heck no, <laughs> like I'm not playing with you, and so we ended up in this stalemate where I am choking the lion and like he's like got his claws wrapped around me and he's like ah oh, I'm dying and I'm choking him and like I just remember like the the guides are like please let go of the lion it's going to be okay 
And like, as I'm sitting here, I'm like, yeah, I, I didn't even go hunting, and I'm going to come home, and there's going to be headlines about how I, you know, slaughtered a lion or something. But like, but it was this encounter, and like, they had to come and like, basically like, take the lion, and they were like, it's okay. And I like, <laughs> unleashed him, and he was happy, and I was too. But anyway, but it was this encounter, and it, it didn't go as planned. It didn't go the way I expected it to. It wasn't like all like fluffy and happy and everything. In fact, I had like some claw marks on my arm and was just generally ashamed because I was scared of baby Simba. And, and, and it was just this interesting thing. It was like, man, that, that was just a strange encounter, not one that I'd want to do again. And I think it just like begs the question, and it begs the question here tonight too, like for us, um, man, like what does it mean? What, is it, what does encounter mean? And that's, that's, Scott just broke that open for us so beautifully just now. But like more importantly maybe is like why did you, why'd you come to something called encounter? Um, is it just because it had free pizza or a catchy name or like a really amazing band or something else? Like, is it because your friends were here? Is it because it's, uh, is it because it happens, how many times does it happen a semester? I don't even know. Is it because it happens three times a semester and so you just, you're here those three times a semester? Like, why did, why did you come to this thing called Encounter? And I think Scott started to break open some of the catechism for us, um, and one that I, that I was looking at, and, and he, he actually, it's funny, because Scott last time uh, quoted from um, paragraph number, for those of you who brought your notebooks, 2567, when he was, in last, last time, the last encounter, he was talking about this. And if, if you look at that, like, it's this, it's this part of the catechism where it's talking about what prayer is. And we can't talk about what prayer is without talking about what encounter is. And we can't talk about what encounter is without talking about who God is, ultimately. And you see, this is the thing about a night like tonight. It's like, we came here, we, we came, we showed up. Like, you know, we were walking across campus today, and we were like, hey, I should go to encounter. But the thing that maybe we forget sometimes is that it was actually God who invited us. His, his initiative always goes first. He was already here. He was already waiting. He was already inviting. He was already calling. He was already loving and you see, a night like tonight, a night of encounter, it's, it's a night of prayer. And prayer is relationship. Prayer is where we relate with God, where we speak with him, where we, we converse with him, where we have relationship. So what are, what are some elements of, just, just to think like kind of on like human natural terms for a second, what are some elements of human relationship that, that they, they have to exist for us to actually be in something called a relationship? Like a friendship. What are some elements? Can you give me some of those, like key elements? What is that? Trust. Awesome. What else? Communication. What else? Spending time together. What else? Listening. What else? Sacrifice. What else? Like road trips, hunting trips, and like you know, drinks at the bar and like everything, like all the, right? Like a relationship isn't just like, it's not pigeonholed into like this one moment, right? It's not just like this one thing that I do, like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe there's like a standing appointment or something like that. But like, but generally speaking, like we have, when we have a relationship with someone, it's like, no, there's like, there's text messages and there's phone calls and there's classes that we try to schedule together because like, yeah, like we, we can study together and we're friends. And, and like there's, there's all these elements of relationship, right? And then the deeper ones, like the trust, the communication, the dialogue, the listening, and the speaking, the getting to know each other. But y'all, this is prayer. 
This is the gift of prayer that God's given us. And I think like a lot of times as Catholics, we start to see prayer as what Scott just said, like another thing on the list that I have to do. And when I don't do it, I feel ashamed that I didn't do it. And then like instead of just like, instead of missing my friend, instead of missing God, I feel accused. <laughs> I feel accused that I didn't do something I was supposed to do. Well, y'all, this is the reality. Is I don't know anyone who has a relationship with a book. Debatable about like Harry Potter and stuff like that. But I don't know anyone who has like a relationship with a book or a list of rules or a building or anything like that. Like, like no, we don't, we don't have relationships with objects. We have relationships with persons, right? We have relationships with persons. And the gift of the church, the gift of our faith, the gift of the building that we get to be in tonight, the gift of, of, of the liturgy, the gift of Scripture, the gift of the Ten Commandments, the gift of all these things, it's not just a structure that we're called to live in. All these things are the way that God gives us to actually encounter him, to actually grow in relationship with him. So yeah, there, there's rules because I don't know about you, but like sometimes if I stay out like too late on Saturday night, like I need the rule that, hey, you got to be there tomorrow, right? Like we made an appointment, like we're, we're getting together. You have to be there. Sometimes I need the rule. But the rule exists so that we can encounter. The rule exists so that we can grow in a relationship, not just for the sake of giving us a rule. Does that make sense? And so I think a lot of times as Catholics, I know this is true for me, like a lot of times the gift that the church gives me of all these ways to pray, it does, it just becomes a routine. It just becomes something I've, I've done before and something I'm going to do again. And I, I, even, even in the good things, like even in, in like the good habits and things like that, I just kind of like fall into the routine of the way that I pray. And I fall into the routine of the expectation that I have of what God's speaking or what he wants to say, what he wants to do, what grace he wants to pour out. When the reality is that the structure and the gift of the church and the liturgy and the rosary and the, the music that we sing here tonight and everything else, like this is a gift so that we can encounter God in reality and have a relationship with him. So I'm like, I'm a musician. I love like music. I love like giving praise to God and giving worship to God in song. I love nights like this where like we can come and sing together and, or sit silently for some of you. Like I saw some of you as soon as we started. Some of you were just like, yes. And some of you were like, oh no, not again. <laughs> some of you were like in between. You were deciding, what am I gonna do tonight? No, but this is like, like I love nights like this. And like, I, I have to admit to you, like I, when I come to a night like this, I snap into like praise and worship night mode. Of like, all right, this is the way we're going to do it. This is the way I'm going to do it. These are the words I'm going to say, and this is the things that God's going to do. And honestly, if, if, if I'm honest with myself beyond a night, like tonight, even like, like I, the same thing when I attend Mass. I'm like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand, sit, kneel. I'm going to make the sign of the cross. I'm going to respond. I'm going to listen attentively to the gospel. Unless my child's like puking on my leg or something like that. Like, like, but, but like, I'm going to do it the same way every time. But y'all, this is the reality that God is, he's ever ancient and ever new. So it's this great mystery of who he is, who our, who our father is and who our savior is. 
He's always the same, and he's always new. And so, like, what God wants to do tonight is different from what God did at the last encounter night. So last week, I just told you, we were, we were on this amazing retreat. And I'll be honest with you, it was like, it was, it was like God did so many things, poured out so much grace, and, there, and you know, I, I was involved in planning the retreat, and, and so many things God did that, like, I never could have planned. And as I got on a plane and was heading home, I was like, what's this fear in me? And as I started the dialogue and talked to the Lord, like, what is this? I feel like something in me grasping. Something's like afraid. Something's like a little anxious. And as I started to talk to the Lord about it, he, he was like, Greg, you're afraid that you, that, that you won't be able to do this again next year. That it won't be the same. That it won't be as powerful. And he said, and you know what? It won't be the same. Why? Because the grace that I had for this retreat last week is different from the grace that I have for the one that's already on the calendar for next year. And y'all, this is the reality for us as we come to prayer. We, we come and we encounter the same God. He never changes. We come to the liturgy that's, that's this, you know, as Catholics we have this gift, right, that we could go across the world and the liturgy would be the liturgy. It, it doesn't change. But inside of that unchanging liturgy, God pours out new grace every single time. We come to a night like this, this is encounter night, and maybe we're singing some of the same songs, maybe the schedule looks the same, maybe the people who showed up are the same, but God's doing something new, and he wants to pour out a new grace. God isn't a fan of recycling, even though all of us are. God's not like making new water bottles out of the old ones. God's saying, I've got more. I've got more one-use grace. This is a weird analogy, but <laughs> he's saying, I've got more. Same song, and I've got something new. I've got more grace. I've got more to speak. I've got more love. I've got more. So, like, let's not come tonight in a posture that's like, all right, God, do what you always do. Tonight, I want to challenge you. Like, let's come tonight and say, God, show me something new. Remind me of who you really are. Show me, pour out a new grace on me. Pour out a new grace on this community. Pour out a new grace in my friendships and my relationships. God, like, I, I surrender to let you do something new, not just the same thing that you've been doing. Amen? Can we do that tonight? And here's the other thing. I realize that a lot of times I, I think I know who God is. Like I think, I'm like, yeah, we're, we're friends. I know who you are, you know. And, and we're more than friends. God, like you're, you're my father. You're my savior. I know the story, I know the gospel, like I know, like, you know, I know the, how you walked the way from me, I know you took my place, I know you, like I know it, like I know how, why the church is here, like all the things, like, like I, I have this thing where it's like in my relationship with God, I have this temptation to think I know him. And sometimes, sometimes he shows me like, 
Greg, you, you do. You know me, and there's so much more of who I am. There's so much more love. There's so much more mystery. There's so much more to the titles and, and to the things that you call me. And you see, like, God wants us to encounter not just who we think he is, not just who, who we think he is or not just what we've read about or, or maybe our ideas or, you know, the ones we've gotten from someone else or, like, as we form our political opinions, the ones we just kind of put God into the box of because, like, he has to fit there if we're going to both believe, you know, vote for this person and, and believe in God. Or, like, no, no, like, not just, God doesn't want us to encounter who we think he is. He wants to convert us. He wants to convert us to know who he really is, really, really is who he really is. Because we say all these things about God, we, we call him all these things, but do we really, really know who God is as Father? Do we really know what it is, to, what it means when we say, like, God is love? Do we really know what love is? Do we really know what, who he is when we say, like, you're my Savior? Because, see, the reality of God and the mystery of God and the, depths of his, the depth of his love is, is so far beyond that, that level we were just talking about, that natural level of human relationship, that natural level of human love, that natural level of human friendship, of, of fatherhood, that natural level, that, that human level of, of sacrifice that we've seen someone make for us. No, God wants us to know who he really is. You see, this is the reality about our faith. We could, we could sing songs till we're blue in the face. We could say prayers till like we're out of breath about all the things that I'm feeling. About all the things about me, about where I'm at, about what I'm doing, about what's going on. But if I don't know who God is, then I don't really know who I am. Because God looks at you and I and he calls us something. And he doesn't call us student. And he doesn't call us like musician or, or artist or, or engineer or, you know, straight A student or flunking and probably not coming back next semester. He doesn't like, he doesn't call us by our, our doing. He doesn't call us by our successes and our failures. He doesn't call us by our hopes and our dreams. He doesn't call us by our disappointments or the expectations. He doesn't call us by our questions, our doubts. No, he calls us son. He calls us daughter. He calls us by our name. He loves us because we're his. And you see, if, if all we ever know, if all we ever talk about, if all we ever relate to in this relationship with God, if all it's ever about is the things that are done, the things that I do and the things that he does, Then, like, what happens when life is hard? What happens when there's a tragedy? What happens when there's a question or a doubt that doesn't immediately have an answer? If this relationship is just based on I do this and you do that, it just falls apart. But if I remember who he is first, if I let him reveal himself in true encounter, then I, re I remember, oh, I remember who you are. The catechism tells us actually that, that praise 
Long before it's about, more than it's about what God does, it's about who he is. And that's a gift to us. Because when I proclaim first, like, God, you are Father. You are Savior. You are good. You are love. You're, you're, you know, you're all-powerful. You're almighty. You're love. When I proclaim who he is, and I remember who he is, I remember that no matter what's going on in my life, no matter what the things are that are happening or not happening, I remember who I am too. I remember that I'm loved. God wants to reveal himself to us in an encounter so that we can remember who he is, who he really is, not just who we think he is. And an encounter isn't just a one-time thing. It's not just like we come here at night, all right, we encounter God, let's go home and go get a cup of coffee, hit the hay. Like, no, like, that's, that's, like the idea is like the more we get to know him, the more we know who he is, it's like the more we just see that he's all around us and he's calling us to encounter at every moment of our lives. I'll be honest with you, as a Catholic, like cradle Catholic, you know, I was born and raised Catholic. Any cradle Catholics in here? Or is it just me? Yeah. So, um, like, but I'll be honest with you, like, my relationship with Jesus didn't really start until I was in college. But as a Catholic, like, you know, every room I walk into, many rooms we walk into have, like, a crucifix, right? Many rooms have, like, an image of Jesus or something, probably especially a crucifix. Did any of you see the crucifix tonight or, like, notice it? It's okay. You can raise your hand if you did. It's fine. Okay. No one. One person. Thank you. Awesome. You are so holy. It's awesome. Um, like, there's, like... Precious few of, you, of, of us in this room that actually saw like this, the sign of our faith, the sign of who God is, the, 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 the physical, in the flesh ref, like, expression of who I am as love, as Savior. And like, I'll be honest with you, like as a Catholic, it's like, it's just, it's just, isn't there just a crucifix in every room? Like, it's hard to see it, right? Sometimes it's hard to remember the things that are like closest to our eyes, the things that are most familiar. And maybe it's these things that are most familiar to us in our faith life. Maybe these are the places that God wants to reveal himself to us. That he wants, to, he wants us to encounter him again. Maybe it's in like the most familiar song or the most familiar setting. Or a really ordinary day at Mass. Or walk across campus. So I was in, we were in our, our group, the Vigil Project. We, we play um, these concerts during the seasons of Advent and Lent. So we travel all over the country, and so we were in Phoenix for an event. Uh, I guess it was a year and a half ago, or something like that. Maybe a little more than that. We're out in Phoenix, and we're staying. We had two concerts, and so we're staying at this retreat center kind of place, monastery or something. I can't remember exactly. And and like across the campus was this. Well, actually, there's a, there's a first part of this story. So we're, we're sitting there after, like, the first night. Sorry, I'm dad stories. Anyway, we're sitting there at, at dinner, like, after the first night, the first event that we played, and we're with these people. We're at this long table, sitting in this room, just having fun. It's super late at night. So Molly, my, I guess she's, like, a little over one year old at the time, one year old. And so she's, she's sitting in my lap as, like, we're just having dinner, and she's just, like, glazed over, like, Dad, it's way past bedtime. What the heck are we doing? Um, just, like, falling asleep and just, like, sitting still, just sitting there. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, just out of nowhere, out of the blue, it's not like we had trained her on this or anything, out of the blue, Molly, like, just all of a sudden goes, oh, Jesus! 
and like points to this crucifix directly across from us. And like everybody at the table was like, what just happened? And I'm like holding her like, and then we were gradually like, yeah, it's Jesus, yes. And she was like, Jesus, Jesus. And she's like showing everybody, it's Jesus. And I'll be honest with you, like I hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen him. And like he reveals himself to, to my one-year-old and shows me again, hey, I'm here. And the next day, like we're, we're out on this campus and like across the way, there's this enormous crucifix that's like kind of like up on this mountain next to a bunch of cactuses. It was really cool. And, and, uh, and like, I wish I could show you this little video that I was able to take, but, but Molly, like it was as if this like revelation, it was as if Jesus had just like revealed himself to her one-year-old mind and heart, and like it was just real for her. And so she's standing there, and she's just like in her little jacket and her pink pants, and she's like, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. And I'm just like, yeah, it's Jesus. And she's like, Jesus. And she's just standing there saying it over and over again. And then as she's like pointing to the big crucifix, Ryan, our drummer, is like behind her, and she, she looks back and she goes, Jesus? Ryan does have like a beard, and so she's, and I was like, yeah, it's Jesus, and she looks down, and she, she picked up some leaves, and she like crunches them and lets them fall, and she goes, Jesus, and I was like, yeah, and then she like just looks up at me, and she goes, Jesus, you see, brothers and sisters, like Christ, he wants us to encounter him. Because he wants us. And like he's not changing the game. He's right where he's always been. We're not like reinventing like the Catholic Church. We're not reinventing the liturgy. We're not reinventing the music. We're not trying to make like some like epic experience. We're not like bringing in fireworks for the encounter night or anything. That would be awesome though if we could. But like we're not. Why? Because Jesus has always been there waiting for us. He's always been who he is. He's not changing the game. And that's a gift. And he's inviting us once again to open our eyes to see him right where he's always been. To see him here, to see him in each other, to see him in creation that surrounds us as we walk across campus. He's inviting us to see him face to face. And when we see him, we remember who we are. He's not as invisible as maybe we think he is. He's probably in many familiar places. The most recent thing, like literally... This past week was swinging Molly in a swing. This is the last story I'll tell you. Sorry, I could tell you dad's stories for days, but um, just ask me for more later. We'll be here all night. Um, I'm swinging Molly on the swing, and, and like she's been learning about like wind. I've been trying to explain it to her. It's really hard to explain some of these like natural phenomena to like a, a really inquisitive two and a half year old. But anyway, so she's like, "Why is that tree moving?" Well, this is hard to explain. But, but anyway, so finally she's getting the hang of it. And so she's like, she's swinging and she's like, Daddy, there's a breeze in the tree over there. And she's like, oh, now it's in that bush right there. And like as, as she's like pointing across the yard, like following the breeze where it was going, she's like, I can't see it, but I can see where it is. 
Like maybe Christ is somewhere so familiar that we just haven't seen him because he's like right in front of us. Maybe he's not as invisible as we think he is. Maybe he's right there. And so tonight as we enter into something that's, that's maybe for many of us like very familiar, and this week and this weekend as we enter into something that's very familiar in the liturgy, let's, like, let's look for where he is. Not in the, like the, the amazing and the fireworks and the, all the antics. Let's look for Christ in like the really familiar place. Let's look for Christ in the song lyric that's like, it's just, it's, it's one we already know. Let's let him reveal himself to us just like he's always been doing. And the reality is this. God dwells here. He dwells in, in the most familiar place. Like you and I, we have, you know, we have our heart and we have the part that, that other people know about and we have you know, the things that only like one person knows about and then we have the things that nobody knows about, right? Like that, those, those like two doors or 27 doors for me like at this point in my life. Like, like we have the things that are, like, you know, that are going on. It's like, no, this is, like, this is the deep stuff that's like, oop, nope. Like that's the, that's, that's the bottom, you know? Well, guess what? Like even past those doors, even deeper than that and even within those doors, like that's the place that Christ dwells. That's the place that he is in the, the familiarity of our own heartbeat, of our own breath, of our own life. He's with us. He's in us. Tonight, like, let's look inside. Tonight, let's, let's look both here. Let's look out here. Let's look to the, the people that surround us. Let's look in the music that we're singing. Let's look, in the, let's look at to find him in the sacraments where he pours out his grace. He's here and he wants us to know him. He's here and he wants us to encounter him. So let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for revealing yourself to us, for calling us first. We thank you for your initiative of love. We thank you for calling us by name, for reminding us who you really are. And we ask tonight that, that you would give us new eyes, that you'd give us eyes to see you, to encounter you, to, to talk to you, to listen to you, not to just lean into old expectations or habits or what you've done before, but to see what you're doing now, to hear what you're speaking now, to receive the grace you're pouring out now. Mother Mary, we entrust ourselves to you. We ask that you guide us to your son that you point us to him, that you show us where he is, that you protect and you pray for us. And Lord, may everything we do be for you, for your kingdom, for your power, and for your glory as we pray together. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now.